Hello and welcome to The Big Chat, a podcast that champions individuals and businesses at the heart of their communities. Um, Making sure they understand how accountable they need to be in the business, but being positive throughout so that they literally love what they do. I think magazines will always be around. I think there'll always be a market for them. I think advertisers like being on paper. But in another way, it actually gave me that time to really grow and develop and, um, yeah, build it, basically. We try to communicate more with clients than most accountants do. The Big Chat. This is all about collaboration and giving people in our towns the chance to have their say, their way. Good morning. My name is Coco and welcome to another episode of The Big Chat. And um, I've got a very special guest for you today. Um, Actually, someone that I was introduced through, Giles Paley Phillips, our amazing podcast producer. He's he's not only friends with this person, but has spoken to her on blank. So check her out on blank, little plug there. Um, But she is honestly just unbelievably talented now I know we seem to be going through a creative streak at the moment when we're using technology um we can't touch and feel everything and you especially can't touch and feel what she's going to be showing us today because they're quite valuable but um I'd love to introduce you to Sophie Green who is not only one of the most talented artists I've ever come across but she's also um, a conservationist and is doing so so much with her work so welcome Sophie this morning Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and thank you for such a lovely introduction as well. And you are a big deal. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I told her to say that. <laughs> well, she is, definitely. <laughs> so for those of you that can see these beautiful, you might think they're pictures behind you or photos. They're not, are they? They are not. No, they're uh, acrylic paintings on linen canvas, balancing I mean- vicariously on uh, some chairs behind me. <laughs> We are not going to let anything happen to them. They're going to stay there. I've got my eyes on the lion, but um, they are, I mean, Sophie, they are magnificent. They're beautiful. Oh, thank you. you. They're absolutely stunning. And people can check out your work and we'll put all the details of how people can get, get more information about what you do. So we're here today to talk about rather an exciting, well, we'll talk a bit about your journey, how you got into art, how you got into what you're doing, why you love it so much, but also some of the great causes that you're supporting, because you you really are, you're a giver. You're, an, you're another giver. You <laughs> I'm like a giver. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, how long have you actually been painting? Because you were, you were a teacher for a while, weren't you? Yeah, so I used to be a primary school teacher, um, but I've painted for well, pretty much my whole life since I was a kid. I obviously used to do it just that's what kids do. I used to do it for fun. And uh, yeah, as I sort of moved through adult life, I used to work in the film industry uh, for a few years, for a number of years, actually. And then uh, eventually trained to be a primary school teacher. But throughout that journey, I kind of always painted on the side just as like a hobby. Uh, It was always animals, always wildlife. I was never really that interested in painting or drawing anything else. Um, And so, yeah, when I decided to finally become an artist, it was kind of a no brainer to carry on painting wildlife and animals and uh, just go for it, basically. And where do you get, I mean, where do you, do you, 
I mean, does this like come from your head? Do you like think you see a lion in your head and you draw a lion or is it something you see an amazing like photo? I mean, how do you get that that inspiration for those paintings? Because I'm just looking at that lion. So, I mean, he's just he wants to be with me. <laughs> yeah. Got so beautiful. I can't tell people how much I've been looking for a lion to go in my bedroom for so long. So this well, is very, very exciting for me. Found but, your um, lion. I found my lion. I found my lion. <laughs> Um, but the, but the snow leopard is very important to you as well, isn't it? Let you, you know, talk about the talk about the um, well the conservation work and all the work that you're doing that ties in so well with why you love wildlife and all of these things. Yeah. So in terms of inspiration, I think I'm mostly inspired well by the natural world and by animals, but also by sort of conservation issues that are close to my heart or issues that need addressing or I personally think people need to be made aware of. Uh, so often I'll come up with an idea in my head of say, oh, I want to do a lion portrait and I want it to convey this emotion and I want the lighting to be like this. And I'll, I'll come up with something in my head and then I'll kind of look for photos that I can I can use to help to use as reference because I'm not able to sort of think of a lion and then paint it strand I mean, by strand <laughs> without using photos. I mean, my for people that can't see, my style is photorealistic. So um, I definitely need... <laughs> need to use photos to help me but um the the germ of the idea comes from um and you know something that is close to my heart um and yeah so i i'm an artist and i'm also a conservationist so i i try and use my art to raise awareness and money for conservation issues that's always a strand that runs throughout my art um, my collection at the moment, the Impermanence Collection, uh, I've been working on and it's going to be exhibited in London in November at the OXO throughout the 2nd to the 13th. 12th, oh, I got 12th and 13th, why did I say the 1st? 2nd to the 13th. 2nd to the 13th, yeah, I know why the 1st is important, but the 2nd to the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. The OXO Tower, which is an amazing venue, I mean, they've got such beautiful space there, haven't they? It'd be amazing. Oh, yeah. How many paintings are going to be exhibited at the exhibition? So there'll be 14 pieces. Uh, 11 of those will be originals and three of them will be sort of canvas prints that I'll embellish, um, which is slightly on the more affordable side. Um, but yeah, it's a huge space. I've been to a couple of exhibitions at the OXO before and was like, oh, this is amazing. I need to have an exhibition here. And then it wasn't until I booked it that I suddenly realised how big of a space it is for one person to have a solo show. And uh, it's, yeah, really big windows is right on the uh, right on the Thames. So I think it's it's going to be great. But it's, yeah, a lot of work. Um, and the whole the whole show and the whole collection is basically around various different conservation issues. Um mostly mostly based around climate change and the wildlife that's affected by that so um yeah the snow leopard uh, as you were saying is quite an important piece to me mm. it's uh, uh one of the projects that we're kind of funding through sales of the show is uh safeguarding snow leopards in the himalayas and doing sort of vital research on them to see what what uh, the effects of climate change are having on them so um yeah I, I had to have a snow leopard in the collection I wasn't planning on painting a snow leopard but I couldn't not really well, as soon as I signed that project <laughs> yeah I mean it's absolutely I mean turn your chair a little bit just so we can see there I mean look at that it's just unbelievable I mean I, I can't you can't even imagine 
really, you know, can and and this exhibition is is this is this invitation only? Can people come along and see it? Everyone, everyone can come from the second to the thirteenth. Anyone can come any time of day. Um, I'll be there pretty much every day, just chatting to people, uh, and it's exciting because I think nowadays a lot, as you were saying earlier, a lot is done on social media or online and. I think that's great because it connects us with people all over the world that we wouldn't normally necessarily. But there's a big difference between seeing a painting in a picture on Instagram and seeing a picture in in person and it's real tangible art and being able to meet the artist and speak to the artist about the collection and about the project fund and stuff like that. So that's why I I kind of wanted to be there every day to, to meet people and explain what this is all about. And that, yeah, that really is a big deal, actually, like you say, being hands on, being able to really it's 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 you know, you don't often have the privilege of being able to meet the person that actually created these masterpieces and that I imagine there'll be a lot of information around them about why they've inspired you and, and the other causes. So talk me through There's There's four, something very special about this collection is that you are very generously giving. And I mean, this is very generous. I know I keep saying it to you. <laughs> Yeah, and you've done things before and we'll talk about that but you're very generously giving you're going to give 30 percent of the proceeds aren't you across to four charities and those which are those four charities that you're going to be sharing? yeah so we basically uh, what i would normally do is i'd give a percentage to a charity um but in i love doing that however once the money's left me it's really hard to sort of know where it's gone what it's doing ha- what impact it's having um so this year i set decided to set up a project fund and so instead of giving money to a charity or charities I'm directly giving the money into projects instead um so that can be through uh through the charity for example there's a project with the marine conservation society where we're we're planning on um replanting seagrass around the UK uh, nice. and there's several projects through I a charity called I4 which um is a charity that I've worked quite closely with before um and yeah and stuff like that so we've got some really exciting projects um and yeah it's it's going to be great because i get to see the impact that those the money is having and the, the how the projects benefit from that and that's amazing so you work quite closely with these with these guys i imagine you've got good good relationships formed with them and you've done so you've you've been really generous in the past haven't you i think you've donated a painting is that right am i got my facts straight there yeah i don't i donate paintings fairly regularly to uh auctions and stuff like that um yeah charity events uh, sometimes i donate originals sometimes it just might be a print depending on sort of type of event um, and yeah, I give ten percent of my income or my profits normally to chari- various conservation charities. Um, so it, it's just something that I've always done. And I think I said previously that when you've done it from day one, it doesn't really feel like a big deal. It doesn't really feel like you're doing this huge gesture because it's part. It's ingrained in my my ethos of my career. It's what I do. It's if if I didn't do it, I don't know that I would particularly have much passion for what I do because I would just be sitting there painting for no greater purpose, basically. So yeah, it's for me. It's what keeps me going anyway. So it, it doesn't feel like as big of a deal, but yeah, it's a, it's. I mean, it, I can totally relate on many levels. As you know, we've had conversations about things that I've done for charity, and I, that that's always been 
my driving force is is even if it's not necessarily the money that that gets that gets towards the project or the charity it's the profile and it's raising their profile and raising the awareness yeah and that's important getting those messages across and I mean already my daughter said she wants to come to the exhibition so she's like completely and she's 10 so oh, I mean amazing this is this is <laughs> That everyone can come along and 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 see and enjoy and the oxo is such an accessible venue as well it really is for southerners like myself you know you could get giles up there i'm sure gone a train he's got he's got or a bus or whatever whatever means <laughs> or fancies that day yeah be coming along to support you and many others but it's um you, you know how long does it take to create one of these masterpieces i mean the i know i'm obsessed with the lion but how long did the lion take you to 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 really i mean he's he's beautiful is it he beautiful. yeah male lion yeah you can tell by yeah. the, the okay. mane yeah <laughs> maybe that's why i like lions because i've got a mane maybe that's what oh, it is there you go i mean yeah they're quite um quite fierce aren't they lions i think they've got a lot of character so. they're fierce but they're thoughtful they yeah. look you know what i mean there's mm. something about their eyes where they're kind of strong but they're centered i think that's mm. that's what i kind of um yeah resonate with I don't know I mean I don't know if anyone would agree I'm quite so centered but certainly resilient and strong I can do those two things oh definitely yeah, yeah. how long so how long would that would that piece take you uh this piece took so uh, to be honest I was supposed to finish this at the end of August that was the deadline I gave myself and it took over a month um however I did I had to go to uh an auction over in uh new york in the middle of painting it so i kind of had a big chunk of time off yeah um and so it did take a lot longer than i intended but i would normally set aside a month to to finish a piece and sometimes that'll just run way over if it's bigger then it will take a couple of months or a few months and if it's smaller it might take less but yeah around around a month it's amazing no like i'm um, just literally a month i mean that's i was thinking you were going to say like years no I mean I because I do it all the time I do it full time and I'm literally I live in my studio and I wake up and paint I can paint all day if I need to so it's it's all consuming it's literally my life so yeah I mean if I painted a bit here and a bit there and I you know I had other stuff that I needed to do then I probably would it would take me a long long time um but in terms of like that's just painting obviously there's a whole load of work that goes into it before you even pick up a paintbrush and you know it might be months and months of sort of like coming up with ideas and sourcing photos that I can use and getting permission from the photographers and stuff like that and then once you finish the piece then you've got to sort of like varnish it uh, frame it photograph it for print whatever that process might be so it is a long process but um, in terms of painting it doesn't doesn't probably take me as long as people would imagine but the fra but but like you say there is a process involved like anything there's a big process and the framing because you mentioned about the framing when we spoke the other day actually and I mean that that's a big thing because a frame can really um as a local artist um Aisha in Tunbridge Wells and I remember talking to her about the framing and she was like it's 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 hard you know you've mm. got to get the really really right haven't you for a piece like that yeah um, absolutely I mean I, I I don't think I'm particularly good at choosing frames um whenever yeah I, I generally just go into a framer and just say like what do you think because I'm I don't have an eye for it but yeah it definitely helps to to uh finish off the piece and make it pop and sometimes you know a frame can 
draw attention to a piece and sometimes a frame can draw attention away from a piece and I think you've got to be really careful about yeah how you do that that's a very good point actually because yeah you can if you if you go too ornate around something that's got a lot of detail then it can draw away from it can't it yeah absolutely so I mean talk to me about the snow leopard because the snow leopard is we're very upset with the fact that there is not a snow leopard emoji. I'm just putting that out there, okay? We would like a snow leopard emoji, please, whoever's listening to this, because there should be. There's a leopard, but no snow leopards. And that is an indication of the fact that snow leopards, there's not many left, are there? I mean, how many are, how many snow leopards have we got left at the moment? Do you know what? I couldn't tell you the exact number because there's so, I mean, maybe there's figures out there, but they're so elusive. And snow, I think snow leopards are known for being such an elus- elusive species, which is why uh, the research on them and safeguarding them is so vital. Um, and because of climate change, their habitats are starting to change as well. So, um, yeah, I think because they're so vulnerable and they're so hard to come by anyway, yeah. I'm, uh, this is one of the projects that I'm most excited about. Um, there's definitely yeah. potential for me to sort of go out as well. If we're funding, if we manage to fund the whole project through this show, then mm. there'll be hopefully potential to go out and sort of see the work that they're doing and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah, it'd be amazing. But there's in terms of emojis, there's so many animals that they're, I mean, I suppose they can't do them all, but <laughs> I know. I'm... I mean- it's not the end of the world it's not the end of the world but it definitely do you know what though I think stuff like that it sounds silly but it definitely helps to draw people's attention to certain things like um you know and there's been a lot of progress in terms of emojis for you know various different societal issues um but in terms of wildlife like I I'm currently painting for the collection a pangolin and people don't really know much about pangolins and I don't even know what that is. Yeah, or even what they are. You've probably seen pictures of them because they have become a little bit more well-known. They're kind of these, like, scaly creatures. They've got brown scales, and they have, like, a really long tail. Right. And they're often poached, so they're really, really vulnerable creatures, and they're quite small, and and when they sort of try to protect themselves, they roll up into a ball. Um, But I was looking for a pangolin emoji the other day to post on my story, uh, while I was painting and I couldn't find one. I was like, oh, that's that's weird. And then I thought, is it that weird? Like nobody really knows about them. Most people, I was sort of posting pictures of the painting and people were like, oh, is that an armadillo? And like not many people even knew what it was. So I think, yeah, it's art is a really great way of introducing species and issues to the world without it sort of like being shoved down your throat. Um, like, you know, I posted one of my pieces was a whale shark and I posted uh, a, something about how they was really vulnerable and this is why and blah 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 and um so many people were like oh I didn't have any idea like what you know what even is that like some people didn't know what a whale shark was and so it for me it was really nice to see that people were sort of like engaging and and wanted to learn more and you know took an interest in the conservation like the wider conservation issues out there um, just through pictures of art online and that's a, that is it you're starting conversations about things that people don't know about which is what it all counts I've got to ask you if you could be any of your animals or any of your paintings I mean you're going to say snow leopard aren't you me I don't think I would be I would probably be uh, oh I think I would be like a monkey or a chimp or something you. Yeah, I, I've always been fascinated by primates and just anything 
I don't know what it is about them that fascinates me. They're like humans, but just simpler and and more. Um, I don't know, less complicated. <laughs> to be yeah, honest, way of describing it. Who wouldn't prefer a less complicated human being? Exactly, like with so much character and and sweet faces, and I just love I just love them, and I love watching them, and yeah, I think that's what I would probably be. I've I've been interested in them since I was really really young. I've always loved loved monkeys and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that was one of my early memories is going to the zoo as a child and seeing monkeys, and they were like. I went with my brother, who's like 10 years older than me, and all these monkeys were like fighting over each other to, to get a look at me. And I we, I was just standing by their sort of like enclosure and they were all like pulling each other out of the way to have a look. And my brother was like, it was so weird. It was like they all thought that you were a monkey. <laughs> and uh, probably did because I was like a small child that looked kind of feral and had like, I was a big tomboy and refused to brush my hair when I was a kid. So I probably, probably did look like some kind of primary. Always the best way. Exactly, best way. exactly. Yeah. You've got to have a bit of both in you, haven't you? You've got to have a bit of both. So what other species have we have we got to look forward to at your exhibition? So we've got an African wild dog, um, or a painted dog, as they're called, which, um, again, not many people know much about them, and a lot often people will ask if it's a hyena that I've painted. They've, they've got the kind of like the big the big ears uh, and they're pack animals pack hunters um i think there was a i think it was dynasties the show kind of did an episode on them or something and they that sort of drew a bit more attention but i've got an african wild dog um i have got a some a couple of humpback whales uh just because there are some sort of marine marine conservation projects we're within the project fund we've we're helping to fund um, some research on sharks and turtles as well. So um, they'll there, there may or may not be a shark, depending on whether I, I get it finished shark. or not. Please do a shark, Sophie. Well, they're very popular, and I'm starting to realise this now. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I mean, I mean, I hate to say it because I'm kind of obsessed in a in a Jaws watching we, we have this strange thing in my family where we watch very strange films about giant crocodiles and giant, <laughs> my family are listening blame mother blame my mother but literally from my fascination my daughter especially is fascinated with sharks she's constantly constantly watching about whales about sharks educating me about it she's very excited this morning she thinks her hamster's pregnant I'm like, oh. <laughs> I mean yeah I mean that is exciting but she, she's really into um and that's that's something that my mother and I have always shared we've always loved watching you know David Attenborough and all mm-hmm. all of those so I think yeah shark would be phenomenal because you cannot keep a shark in captivity that is that no. is something that is like to me is I mean personally I don't like anything being kept in captivity and that's another reason why this is amazing because you can go and see and share knowledge and spread awareness and admire the beauty of an animal without going to a zoo sorry zoos if you're listening now but mm-mm. um you know certainly but you know people need to see these animals in their glory and and look after them but yeah. a shark you can't actually keep a shark even if you tried they'll just they're just like nah you ain't doing it and um yeah we all learned that in the first jaws movie i mean that was educational oh was that where it came <laughs> out 
third. I think it was the third. Oh, got, I haven't got, watched that. It was literally, that was that I can remember as a child. That's when I sort of researched about it because of that. Yeah. And that you cannot keep them captivity. They're very right. interesting. That, yeah even even with the like the largest tanks and the perfect ph level of water everything they, they just die it's like a strange mystery and i think there's several reasons why but i've never found out particularly why why that happens but it is absolutely fascinating i think sharks in general they also have quite a well they have a bad rep don't they to be honest with you yes. um, they, do. they do and they're just it's like you know, here we are walking around eating meats and stuff like that. Well, do, do they really see? They're gonna sometimes, unfortunately, they think you're a seal. They might take a nip at your legs. But mm. I mean, you know, Steven Spielberg, bless his cotton socks, he's 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 made an amazing movie. But it did all give us a bit <laughs> of stigma about sharks. Didn't yeah. It? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, they've become like the sort of villain, the villain of the oceans. But at the end of the day, if you're in an, a shark's in, habitat you're kind of intruding we, we are not marine species we are a land species like we shouldn't yeah. we shouldn't be in the water to sort of like blame any wildlife out there that that happens to be a predator it's, yeah it's funny but yeah i yeah. thought a, a, a great white might make a nice addition to the um oh, a great collection <laughs> today well, you've got a meeting after this but i'm sure you could get well, I need to um, I need to finish this pangolin as well. Uh, what else is going? There's a very exciting piece that I um I haven't told anyone what it is yet. I can't I can't announce it until closer to the time. But it's a charity piece. A hundred percent of the money will be going to charity. Oh, um, wow. I can't even tell you the charity because it will be very very obvious then what the piece is. <laughs> um, I like keep secrets. That's good. We can yeah. keep secrets. So. You don't me i don't want to know are you i will find out when i find out and then i will shout about it yes exactly where, where, um uh, what else is there there's oh god there's so many people. Oh, there's, there's you've worked with elephants yes. haven't you you've drawn elephants because you did yes. work with, you donated some pieces haven't you so the yeah there's a couple of elephants in the collection one of them is uh going to be on display and the other one actually went up for auction uh, in August, and uh, 100% of that money then went to uh, Tuscan ACCF, which are um, charities that work with communities and animals in Africa. So that's already gone. However, there will be a print version of that at the show, so people can still kind of see it. Um, yeah, it's important for people to know that there are print versions. I've I've had this discussion with so. Yeah, <laughs> I think exactly. I'm going to be getting some print versions of. I mean, they're just amazing. But I mean, how, how much did the? Am I am I allowed to ask? Is that is that inappropriate to ask how much that auction for? Uh, the elephant that went for auction in August. Uh, yeah, so it went for twenty four thousand dollars. So oh. that money all went to hopefully do some good in the world. And uh, yeah. Amazing. That's fantastic. And thank you for doing that. I mean, that's, you know, it's, um, that's a really beautiful thing to do. And I think if you do, if you do what you love, and you love what you do, then it's feels everything feels a lot better, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if I'm honest, when I first started out as an artist, I had a bit of an issue with asking for any money for my art, because for me, I enjoyed doing it as what I love to do. And to have somebody spending their money on something that I've just done because I enjoy it, it didn't 
it, something didn't uh, feel right for me at first. I had to like work through some stuff there in terms of uh, yeah accepting money from people for for work. <laughs> but um, yeah, now problem. Trust me, some yeah. of it. <laughs> I think I, it's a I, thing. I'd do everything for free if I could. That's probably why you know. I, I think I think I think people think I'm much more successful than I am. I do a hell of a lot of stuff <laughs> for free because I just I like doing it. I like I'd, I I do it because I'm passionate. But there has does need to be a universal exchange of some sort. And mm. like you say, it's there's the process, and we all we all have to, you know, it it, it costs to live on this planet. That's mm. the way it is. So that, that yeah. has to. Be. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, it took me a while to realize that the more money that I earned, the more money I had to do good with as well. So I wasn't really helping anybody by, you know, underselling myself. Um, and now obviously I, I can uh, donate pieces and give 100% to charities and stuff like that, which is nice. <laughs> So what, so what, so we've got, I mean, obviously there's going to be a lead up to this. So we're going to be, we're going to be hearing about this in the press. Is there going to be stuff coming up? What can people be looking out for? We're, we're, I'm sure we're going to see you on a few more podcasts. I'm sure there's going to be a podcast podcasters want to talk to you. Yeah, I do love, I do love to do a podcast. I must say, I've, we, I mean, we spoke earlier. I've done, I did blank with Giles. In fact, I've done a few with Giles actually. Um, and I, I, yeah, I always come and come and record them with him and it's all good fun um but yeah I mean you might be seeing some stuff out there with uh with regards to my work hopefully we'll be getting getting a bit of buzz around it <laughs> definitely be getting a bit of a buzz around it without a shadow of a doubt and you're I mean if Pete, where's where's the place best place social like you know as in social media where's the best place for people to find you and find out about you where would you say that is Sophie uh yeah so I'm on most of the social medias Apart from TikTok, I haven't quite migrated over to that yet. I don't think, think I ever will, to be honest. But um, yeah, Instagram. Um, I'm Sophie Green, like the colour, Sophie Green Fine Art on Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Sophie Green Art and Facebook, Sophie Green Fine Art. And then my website is sophiegreenfineart.com. So I've basically streamlined all the socials. <laughs> And they will all be in the comments below and running across this when we edit it and get it out on Friday. Because <laughs> this will be coming out this Friday. We're so excited. Amazing. And I love the way you introduce yourself, Sophie Green, as in the colour. I just love <laughs> being an artist. That's rather, isn't it? Sophie yeah. Green, like the colour and the trees and fine, very nice. And natural. the trees and the colour of the love, as I said. <laughs> we were surprised about yeah. that one. Love is green. It's not always. <laughs> if you're into yoga or anything of those other other holistic therapies which you and I do have some crossover on yeah yeah uh, yeah Good. although I didn't know Giles in was drawing in yeah oh god he I can hear him rolling his eyes from downstairs <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I didn't know that green was the color of love I have to say but maybe I'll say that now from now on be a conversation starter <laughs> But I think greens in the colour is just is perfect for you. What about dolphins? So have you got anything with dolphins? Is that something that, because I have a lot of friends that are very, um, you know, obviously I've watched, I mean, oh, Blackfish, The Cove. I mean, I think that was, the, I think Blackfish was one of the last films I actually, oh, it's given me goosebumps all over. That was one of the last films that I actually watched with my father before he passed away. I was watching it in Ibiza with him actually. And um, because I, you know, I I went I went to SeaWorld and I think mm. I, I saw Tilikum, um in a show. Oh really? 
Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, we had um, places in Florida and we were always going out there, always going on trips. We were very fortunate and we went to SeaWorld a lot. I mean, that's just what we did. You know, I'm 47. That's what we did when we were kids. Um, and I probably got splashed in the crowd when Tilligan did a big old splash with his tail. Mm. And, um, you know, I would, it's not that I would do something like that now, but I, I just, it was it was interesting watching it with my father and he was just so moved. He mm. was just like, oh my God, because again like you say there's so much that we just we do and we're like sheep yeah and you're not thinking yeah. about the end you're like what 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 do we do you're, you're sticking an animal in a bathtub or you're slaughtering dolphins for their for their mm. if for their meat or or for fun or what no it's just yeah. so i would be interested to hear just what you thought about that there's a lot of projects involved with that isn't there yeah there's as humans we yeah historically we just use animals we i don't know there's something about us as humans that think that as a species we are you know all the other animals are just here for our benefit or our use or our entertainment and that i i honestly think you know there's nothing wrong with people doing stuff if they're ignorant um and i don't mean ignorant in like a horrible way but we've all been ignorant of something at some point in our lives until we know better. And I've done stuff in the past that looking back, I would never do now. And like when I was uh, young, like a child, I swam with dolphins in yeah. like a sea life thing. Didn't yeah. think twice of it about it because as a family, we really loved animals and my yeah. parents thought, Oh, this will be a nice experience for the kids. And it was, we had so much fun and, and looking back now, I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I did that. I feel like such a hypocrite. But actually, I think there's power in, you know, making mistakes and then learning from them and yeah. and then educating others. And I think um, Black Blackfish was a great, you know, it's a, it was a great um, movement, I suppose you could say. Yeah, I would say um, definitely. And I think a lot of good has come from that. And, and I think we need to keep keep doing stuff like that you know teaching each other and the hopefully these documentaries keep being made and opening our eyes to what goes on and the food industries and the meat industry and dairy and stuff like that and um yeah i think you're spot on um it's it's so so important i'm now now you've got to do a shark a killer whale and a dolphin so my i was trying to decide whether to do a great white or an or an orca and i ended up going with the great white so originally i was because i did humpback whales (laughs) and um i yeah i i i was sort of toying with the idea of doing an orca and as for dolphins originally i think i had dolphins on my plan but i i took them off i just didn't didn't have enough time to sort of like put the whole marine all the marine species in there kind of thing all the main ones so um there will be i promise you this there'll be some dolphins and orcas coming up but um speaking of which i don't know if you've seen um frozen planet 2 yet no i haven't no oh uh yeah i won't ruin it for you but there's some really cool stuff about uh, orcas and how they hunt so I mean, very sad, but very interesting. And I think that will probably garner a lot of interest from people about orcas from now on. But. I mean, or oh, just I, I just think they're beautiful. I just mm. think they're absolutely beautiful. I just think any, yeah. I mean, I for me personally, I think one of the last times that I 
really sort of realized that I, I was that, that I couldn't do this anymore was years and years ago before I had my children I went to Barcelona Zoo mm. and there was a bear in Barcelona Zoo and it was just oh my god and I I was with my then part part like boyfriend we were you know in our 20s and um you know because I love animals and I love I love you know I mean I've got more more animals at home than most people should definitely have but <laughs> But you know, I mean, I'm down to two dogs from three dogs now. My other dog's gone oh. to live with my ex. But, um, but it, yeah, I remember just looking at this lion and just uh, at this bear and just thinking, what, what, wait. And I actually, I actually had to leave. I couldn't, I couldn't stay. I just, mm. I couldn't stay. And I, I really, really respect um what you're doing to highlight these things because there are so many things you can't, you, you know, you have to, you have to choose what aligns with you and, um. I always try and help people and charities and, and projects as much mm. as I can personally. Um, but these these are really important because our children and our children's children, they may not see, these glorious creatures may not be in existence in their lifetime. And this mm. could be something to look back on. And that would be, and, and like you say, the climate change and actually education, educating people on how this all affects everything. Mm. It's not just a, one thing one thing one thing it's all we're all, it's all interlinked and we all need to get behind this mm. so um yeah it's a powerful message you're getting across Sophie I really do oh thank you so much yeah I mean I I obviously I think it's important because <laughs> I've dedicated my life to it but I think yeah I often get asked by people sometimes not even asked sometimes told by people like you should be using your platform to talk about this or have you ever thought about talking more about and it will often just be completely random, like charities or things or whatever, or like, oh, but have you thought about raising money for Alzheimer's? Or have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And it's almost kind of like a, if people know that you are into sort of doing something philanthropic, then it, people are like, well, why don't you raise awareness for this? Or why don't you raise awareness for that? And it's not to say that all of those things aren't massively important, but the thing that's the most important to me personally is the natural world, because without it, we wouldn't exist. And yes, there are so many issues that, you know, out there in so many different areas, most of which are man-made, I have to say. And we're currently heading towards, well, scientists are saying that we're currently heading towards the sixth mass extinction. And it's the first one that is caused by humans. Like, it is us that has that have caused, caused it. We are the problem. And we can be the solution. So, uh, for me, it's massively important to raise raise awareness for stuff like this. And uh, yeah, if one, if each one of us did something, just each one of us, how many of us are on the planet? Billions. Mm. One person just did one thing or something, then that would make a difference. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, when people doing a lot, you know, there's only so much you can do. At any person, any individual, mm. and yeah, I, I think if I. I'm I'm hopeful that the human species will get there one day. Well, I'm glad that you're hopeful because, yeah, one of the things that does kind of get to me a little bit is when people are a bit apathetic about the whole thing and a little bit sort of like, oh, well, what's the point? I'm just one person or, oh, it's too late. And it's kind of like, well, if everybody thought like that, then the world would have ended yesterday. But, you know, we've yep. all got to keep going. I mean, you know, we can't just rely on politicians to 
make big changes because that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> so you know, e- you know, every little every little helps. Honestly, it's all, all the little stuff. It all adds up. And I can tell you what, those people, they'll probably come back as little ants or something. <laughs> and they're little ants and get trodden on and see how it feels. I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about reincarnation, but I do often think, you know, what, what happens to those that, that don't? Do you know what I mean? It's just mm. interesting. Probably one you and I should have a conversation yeah. about. Yeah. I mean, I don't begrudge people that are sort of a bit negative about it. I think it's just ingrained in people, you know, yeah. like... Yeah. Uh, negativity uh, schools are getting better mm. I think the schools getting into talk to the children um I know my friend um Pascal who you met who's from Tanzania he's going to be doing a talk with the primary school um oh. he's he's already done one a few years ago he zoomed when he was showing them all the different jackfruit and talking about all the wildlife and all of these things and I think you know Giles has done lots of talk mm. I think the more things that you can get into the younger generation as well because they are more aware um uh, Rachel, who's on my team, who's 23, is just totally different. Uh, you know, it's 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 it is infiltrating that younger generation. So absolutely, why that we can get the message across, mm. then hopefully the bigger changes we can make, and and then the more everyone benefits all around. So oh yeah, absolutely yeah. I've done a few bits like that with uh, the school that I used to work at. Actually, I go in every so often and like you know it's nice because I sort of well I used to know the kids because obviously I taught there for a number of years and then now I go back and I don't know them anymore but all the kids that I used to teach like teenagers or like working in the fish and chip shop and stuff I'm like oh god I'm getting old <laughs> but um, I, can, I mean like, have you ever done a TEDx talk I can see you doing a TEDx talk I haven't but do you know what maybe one day I would absolutely love to do one that's going to be on you my uh, list yeah list i think you should because that's a strong message and it's a strong platform and it's an amazing way to get across so yeah let's man- let's manifest that one now yes we'll manif- yeah now. if we could that'd be great <laughs> yeah, we'll do that that's fine well listen i'm so excited to come to this exhibition so oh, just thank you again i might have missed the beginning of the episode the dates are second of november yep to the 13th the 13th is at the Oxo Tower and people how 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 do they find out more about the exhibition just through obviously everything that's going to be put out there um yeah and you turn up do we just what do we yes do? so you you can find out uh, like information will be on my website on all over my social medias you can just google it it'll be on the Oxo website as well it'll be everywhere um and honestly just turn up it's completely free to enter to come in and have a look around there'll be my collection there and yeah it will hopefully be very informative and inspiring and yeah i i i think it's wonderful i'm i'm it's a privilege to meet you sophie it really is and it's a privilege to share your work and two of those beautiful pieces behind you and we've managed to keep them standing up throughout our whole i know i was worried i honestly thought halfway through they were just gonna go (laughs) i well i was just gonna say to giles you're just gonna have to stand and hold them i've had suzanne do that at the exhibition before while we've been recording she's had to actually hold with one arm out of camera sight something just to keep it up so i'm glad uh, we did do that especially with those beautiful well pictures. do you know what as i was leaving today i realized i forgot the art. i was in the car and i was driving down the road and i was like oh, oh. the art and i drove back and ran in and got it but my my easel is huge and funnily yeah. funny story about my easel it's made out of really thick heavy wood which it kind of needs to be because my paintings are so big when i was unpackaging it when it arrived um 
a piece of the wood fell from the top of it onto my the bridge of my nose and it broke my nose and you probably won't be able to see but I've got a line like a scar across my nose now um and it split. I know it split my nose I had like blood coming down my face so I was like I'm not I'm not moving that again no I'm gonna injure myself you and I have more in common than we realise, Sophie. We're definitely going to be getting together soon anyway. But I, I'm the only person to have ever crashed one of my soapboxes in my charity event. And I have rather a nice oh, scar no. on my cheek. So I'm banned from racing. But, um, oh, no. I mean, I'm not literally banned, but my team are like, they will not let me get yeah. in the car. But it literally is, it's, it's a labour of love. As far as I'm concerned, it's my war wound. It's my labour of love because um, it's the event I'm most passionate about in the whole wide world. Exactly. So. That's the thing. It likes to leave a mark. It is. So it's, it's a funny story, but it's also, it's your, um, you know, it's your dedication to the cause, which is what it's all about. Exactly. Uh, funnily enough, I was actually filming it when I thought, oh, I'll just do a quick time-lapse video of me unboxing my new easel so I can like, stick oh, it up on social media. Nice. And there is a video of me like it's a time lapse that's so really really quick, and then just at the very end, I run out of shot. And if you slow it down, you can see me like ah, like in so much pain. It's just awful, but funny. I, d- I mean, I don't want to have a look at it, but I might do. <laughs> there, is, there is similar of me going down the hill. Someone was filming me because we were testing the track the day before, and at first I'm screaming, and my screams like. <laughs> And then suddenly at this point, when I realise I'm heading towards a haystack at 30 miles an hour and my, I hadn't double popped my head, my, um, my helmet, which was, I mean, I'm lucky I didn't lose my eye. My hand went into my face and I broke all my toes, but I literally, honestly, yeah, honestly, but literally, I literally, my screen kind of goes from, (laughs) you can hear the change in scream. So maybe I should slow-mo that down and get that back out. Oh yeah. That was that. Encourage people for next year, but yeah. um, stick it on yeah. Top Gear. I'm sure they would play that on Top Gear for you. <laughs> well, look, it's been an absolute pleasure. I know you've got to go and talk to lots of people. You're very busy. We've got a few weeks to go, Sophie. A few weeks. Do you know what? After I finished, when this exhibition's over, though, I'm just going to lie face down on my floor <laughs> for a week and not move. <laughs> I think I think you will well deserve that lie down. Maybe have a few cushions around you. Yeah, maybe not yeah. face flat down on the floor, but maybe we could <laughs> arrange a, like a, a nice yoga retreat or something for you oh, to get. Yeah, in. I have that a great amazing. friend that's a yoga teacher. So let let let, let me see what if I can Ooh. work. Any you. anywhere where there's a nice beach would be nice. <laughs> hey, beaches! I'm all over beaches. Mm. That's great. So, well, look, it's been wonderful to have you on the big chat, and um, I just hope that you get to t- talk to more people. And we will certainly be following you on your journey. And oh, thank it'll be you. Great to chat to you. And we'll. I mean, maybe if I come along to the um, the event, I can do a bit of an Insta live with you as well. Oh yeah. I mean, you're going to be at the opening night, aren't you? Or is? Um, yeah. There you go. Um, That'll be yeah. amazing. <laughs> live and we can have a chat with you then so that'd be great so amazing we'll do but this will be hitting on um this friday at midday and then everyone needs to get that date in their diary second november and they've got all, all of that time afterwards to get up and really see these i mean just looking at them now they're amazing i can only imagine how amazing they're going to be oh, thank you to them so Sophie it's always a pleasure thank you so much thank you for having me and uh, having me on to chat that's uh yeah I really appreciate it for your kind words as well don't be silly goodness me it's all ours it's all our pleasure and um thanks to Giles for connecting us you know he's um he's um he's a good egg he's a good egg he is he's a very good egg
a very good egg. <laughs> on that note, on that note, we will we will get on with our busy days. Go forth and be glorious. Um, I, I've been inspired this weekend after watching, being at a Richard Third event all weekend with my mother, who she keeps telling me I need to go and watch the film about the excavation. I'm like, I've just spent four days learning about it. Oh. But there could be some podcasts coming up about that too soon. You never know. But Oh, great. Um, <laughs> so go forth and conquer and spread the good word of all these amazing causes you're doing. And people that are listening, check out everything that Sophie's doing to help all these amazing projects. And please share, share, share because that's 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 the way the world works if we all shared a bit of what everyone was doing it's amazing how how organically that can reach out to people that really didn't know what was going on yeah so thank you sophie thank you